0: We we're Yeah. Right. Good. Hi everybody. I'm Seth. I'm Julia. This is running out of movies. Um, the idea here is we've been in. I
1: feel like we should say, like this is Seth, oh. this is oh. Julia, and we are running out of movies. Oh, that's
0: much better. Right. Hi everybody. This is Seth. This is Julia. And we are running out of movies. Do you want to do? It? Do you want to say it together? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I think that was good. Let's do it again without me thinking we're going to say it together. <laughs> hi everybody this is seth this is julia and we are running out of movies so here's the idea um we have been in quarantine for two weeks now is that right
1: 16 days
0: 16 days a little over two weeks
1: day 16
0: yeah and uh we are sharing an apartment that is 300 square feet we're both working out of here and, studio yeah studio in new york if you watch the news, if, you, if you've if you seen a map of the U.S. on a, a news...
1: If you've heard of the news lately.
0: Yeah, if you've seen a map of the U.S. in the news, New York, Manhattan in particular, is just like a big frowny face. <laughs> it's a big biological no-no at the moment. And so we're here, and uh, we don't have a lot to do, so we've been watching a lot of movies. We've kind of burnt through all the movies that we have watched and like all the movies that you were curious about watching and now we are watching movies that you are re- not
1: curious about yeah
0: you're not really curious about they're just kind of there and it's kind of like we're at that really why not moment is that is that, i feel like i'm talking too much is that is, that, is, that your, is that, i
1: think you're, you're the leader of this podcast <laughs>
0: is that does that describe your feeling about this
1: yeah i mean i would just add that we uh in full disclosure this is not different than how we would live our normal lives were there true. not a pandemic happening.
0: That's true. Anyway, we're, we're getting a little off the beaten path. The point is that we are getting a little further into it than we would have. The point is
1: we're watching weird movies.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we're watching movies we wouldn't really normally otherwise and uh tonight we um
1: just watched cliffhanger
0: got we opened some beers we opened some wines and uh
1: <laughs> respectively
0: we watched cliffhanger which i had seen before in like fifth grade a bunch
1: i had never heard of before
0: yeah i had tried to play it cool and me like i'd seen this once but like i watched it in fifth grade like a bunch like and I, was, I thought it was real good and i pitched it to you as like die hard on a mountain which we'll get into that about how true that is but um there's a lot you a seem nervous approaching it for the first well, time. Well,
1: you also—I don't know if you were pitching this as a parallel or if we we're just also talking about Cel- Sylvester Stallone movies. But uh, we're talking about Predator,
0: What's which is not—you're spell- are- you, you're <sighs> conflating. I don't even know. You're conflating who's, who's the Predator? Italian Stallion, and which I don't know if that's an acceptable thing. I think he's embraced the name of Italian <laughs> Stallion. I'm not being offensive. Wait, who? Stallone he, is known as the Italian Stallion. I don't know. If-
1: wait, but who's in Predator?
0: Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: I just assumed he was that Stallone was also in it. Point being is
0: one is well, let me. Let I was worried one is,
1: that this was going to be Predator.
0: One is from I'm pretty sure Germany or something like it. He's Austrian. Austria. How oh, dare okay, you. <laughs> One is from Austria. I edit that out for sure. Sorry. <laughs> I do not know what is that. And then one is from Philadelphia. <laughs>
1: but they play the same character in the same movies. Yeah,
0: in some manners. They're
1: both bad at acting yeah. and good at lifting things.
0: But this is Stallone at his I think, I think his best. Like, I don't know how many times he'd been punched at this point in his life, but I think he's looking good in this movie. Like, I think <laughs> this is where you want to catch Stallone. I think it's good. But, um, but yeah, you were nervous. You were so nervous I, that it was going to be unwatchable.
1: I was worried that it was just going to be like, well, first of all, I had no idea it was a heist movie. Mm-hmm. All, the literally only thing I had to go off of was a title cliffhanger and a picture of like Sylvester Stallone <laughs> on a mountain. I was just like, oh, it's just going to be like a guy who's like climbing and everyone's oh, like, way a to go, you, you're climbing, and it's going to be terribly boring and nothing's going to happen.
0: I hadn't, th- that's such an eye-opening. I course. didn't know it was like an action yeah. movie. Quick side note. I no- mean, yeah,
1: I should say an interesting
0: action this movie. This transitions into what my first main point that I want to say about the movie Cliffhanger, which, so thank you for that. But also, <laughs> I want to say a quick side note. Um, something that started happening seven days ago in our isolation, <laughs> or our self-isolation, is that a... Smoke detector in our hallway we started to run out of batteries and, um, is now beep, chirping every... Like you,
1: how all smoke detectors do. Yeah. Every, and like,
0: 90 th- seconds, would you say? Or, like, uh...
1: I mean, it's gotten faster as it's gotten lower battery, yeah.
0: So, if you hear if it's picking up in the audio and it starts to drive you insane, welcome to the party. Like, uh,
1: <laughs> welcome to the epicenter, yeah.
0: I've just started putting my head inside a pillowcase at night to, <laughs> to go to sleep. So, yeah, I just want to address that so you don't think that we're just bad at knowing about sounds. Um, so but go back to your thing about how cliffing is a misleading title, um. That's a beep if you if you don't hear. Oh like, uh, yeah, it's just like and I just like full stop. Just, just like
1: pause for the beep. Yeah. to weigh in. And on every, this movie, every
0: beep you'll kind of hear in my voice. I kind of stop and lock up. Like I'm trying not to murder everyone in a mile radius. Um, uh, so cliffhanger. It's kind of a fun. It's a clever title because it's like cliffhanger, obviously. Sure. And it's just like yeah.
1: Sure, they're on cliffs a lot.
0: Yeah, there's cliffs involved, and cliffhangers are the thing with stories where you don't know what's going to happen next, and it's a thriller. So it's like that's clever. But. <laughs> You raise a great point, and I also occurred to me in the opening of the movie where, like, they show him the title card happens where there's like really like sort of like cinematic symphony music going on yeah. while he's hanging from a cliff
1: yeah and so
0: it made the title read to me for the first time like cliffhanger like the horse whisperer yeah. like the man who hung from cliffs yeah is that's that, yeah.
1: and that's what i got from the movie poster basically yeah. so that's what i was which is worried not we what they're going into. for yeah which that that also brings me to one of my main points mm-hmm. as a good segue is that like it seems that basically the not, not necessarily the majority, but a lot of the film is, is based on glamour shots of Sylvester Stallone hanging, like, semi-shirtless mm-hmm. uh, from a mountain. Just free climbing a mountain. Which is like, yeah. who is going to Sylvester Who's, Stallone for that? Like,
0: Who, who is that for? Yeah, yeah, like,
1: what is the audience that's like, you know what I gotta see right now? Just Sylvester Stallone just freestyling up a mountain.
0: That's a great point, and like, I think... There's y- like
1: four separate shots four separate scenes in the movie where there's like really dramatic cinematic like long holds i just like him and like acrobatic poses like the opening one he's like doing the splits on a mountain
0: (laughs) i have some insight on this having been forced through the public education system into close quarters with men um what it is is i don't think it's for women um, I think, so that's just Doesn't the... Doesn't
1: seem like it. It's
0: would probably tell him that itself, that it's for the ladies. But, like, what it is, is, like, when I've never had a muscle, but, um, <laughs> men who develop their own muscles love to look at oh. other men who have developed their muscles. And it's like, sort of
1: like him being like, look at all my muscles. Yeah,
0: and it's not, I don't even think it's like, I think, um, I, I don't think it's about sexuality or anything like that. I think it's, it's just it's like... like a show-off. Yeah, it's like, it's like, guys who care about muscles want to look at muscles... Guys who care about cars want to look at cars. Sure. I care about neither, so I want to look <laughs> at, like, uh, I don't know, the poetry of Frank O'Hara. Like, uh, so, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, I guess that. But it
0: is odd when you're there's not. There's
1: a lot, just there's a lot of different, a lot of separate times where basically the movie ground to a halt so that we yeah. could just watch
0: yeah. Sylvester yeah. Solo it's a little fan service, yeah. Flex,
1: for a while.
0: And it is odd, We're sort of like.
1: And especially, I, I guess the thing that's weird is that, like, I associate the demographic that is interested in watching Sylvester Stallone flex his muscles is not the same demographic that is interested in rock climbing.
0: That's interesting. You know, th- yeah. that's what I was thinking I bet, bet there's a little overlap. I bet there's like... I, bet I just that, think
1: of rock climbing... I don't think it's the whole... As like, like hippies and like... Oh,
0: interesting. You know,
1: where it's like... that's. I also just think it's weird casting in general for that reason. I think
0: in the 90s, I think rock climbing had a bit of an Exports vibe to it, too. Oh, whereas now it's... Extreme. Yeah, now <laughs> it's become more of a bit of, like, get in touch with nature and stuff like that.
1: I gotcha. So that's probably just, like, a generational...
0: Yeah, but before... Like a time difference. Yeah, but, like, I think Exports... I don't, I don't get that vibe from it now because it's so slow, you know? <laughs> it's <laughs> sure. just, like, whereas now you just want to jump up, Like, you have, like, a... You have like a helicopter take you to the top of the mountain, and then you jump off in like wearing a Red Bull, and, um, and then you know you you.
1: Sweetie, they give you wings.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's in. Like, yeah, that's a promise. You can sue them. Um, does that make sense then?
1: Yeah, okay, that does make, so Sorry. it's like a time, that's like just the time problem. Yeah, I think, and it's there.
0: also because if you look at, like, some of the early Mission Impossibles, like, there was a lot of, like, free climbing and stuff, too, where it's like, he, like, I think, I remember the trailer for, I think it was like, I want to say it was like Mission Impossible 4 or 3, I don't know, 2, maybe, I don't know.
1: Sure. Yeah. i have thrown a lot of the numbers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not one, not the De Palma one, that's all I'm saying.
1: Wait, Is Brian De Palma?
0: Yeah, he did the first Mission Impossible. It's fantastic. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's, like, that's why that one's weird. <laughs> but, um, Should we watch Mission Impossible? Yeah, I showed you the first. I like the opening thing where it's, like, it's very, like, voyeuristic and weird. It's, like, very De Palma and, like, creepy and weird.
1: All right, we're we'll come back to this later. <laughs> yeah, we'll
0: circle back to that. But uh, but I think all I'm saying is, like, and I think the trailer for Mission Impossible 2, he's, like... Climbing a rock, and like the the mission, if you choose to accept it, comes to him on, like a pair of Ray Bans, oh. and then he throws the Ray Bans away, and they explode. <laughs> so, so it's <laughs> you like know,
1: that automatic self destruct yeah. function. Yeah, built so that's into all Ray Bans. <laughs>
0: yeah, so that's the same sort of like um fetid pond, which Cliffhanger was sort of like climbing out of. Like gotcha. where it's well,
1: like, I mean, to its credit, then yeah, it was pretty good.
0: So. Uh, uh, bearing the lead, what did you think about Cliffhanger? i it for the first time. Did you like it?
1: I liked it. I mean, I thought very, I think very much Die Hard on a Mountain is a good comp, mm-hmm. a good um, summary. It's just, like, less interesting and less good as Die Hard, obviously, which yes. every single movie is less which good. Which we should than talk about.
0: Because, like, yeah, we're into story and we're going to talk about that a little bit, kind of analyzing it, like, why it would be better or worse. Um, one thing, uh, pitching it as Die Hard on a Mountain, I didn't realize I started IMDB it. During the movie, and that's when I realized that the director for Die Hard Two actually did Cliffhanger, which um, Die Hard Two is like the third best Die Hard, so that's great. I think that speaks to why Cliffhanger works in certain. Yeah, le- it's
1: like it's it's a pretty good yeah. action movie.
0: My watching it again. Like,
1: also, this is something. This is a little tidbit that I saved for recording yeah. is guess who's doing the reboot of Cliffhanger. No. Is Anna Lilia Mirpur.
0: You had mentioned her. That's That's amazing. I was was looking her up. That's going to be amazing. It's going
1: to be like a female-led version of, just a reboot of Cliffhanger.
0: I'm going to watch the hell out of it. That's amazing. When I
1: originally heard that, I was just like, what the fuck is (laughs) (laughs) Cliffhanger? Now. And now I'm very excited. (laughs) Oh,
0: she's the coolest and that's going to be the best. It's
1: going to be so good. Yeah. And um, Jason Momoa is going to have a cameo role in it, which is going to be
0: fun. That's going to be amazing um i cannot wait to see you place the bad guy in that because we're gonna talk about lithgow a bit we gonna circle back to that but um
1: yeah where do you want to do you want to where do you want to jump in uh,
0: first i want to say my my reaction rewatching it my macro level reaction is that um i loved this movie as a kid i thought it was really fun and exciting um i think that my take on it now is sort of like if we lived in a perfect world this would be a bad movie in, I think
1: that's a good... I think that's a fair yeah. statement.
0: In the flawed world we live in... This is a good... This is a good-to-very-fun good, good movie.
1: Yes. good to very good to Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so I of, mean, says more about...
0: Are the world of this movie. But, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, I liked it. Um, I thought it was Stallone at kind of his peak of, of being intelligible and kind of leading man.
1: Well, that's uh, what I was... I was... Uh wondering why Stallone was cast in this cuz it is sort of like there's a lot of there's a lot of scenes where he has to like do a lot of nuanced face mm-hmm. acting and like ex- like express yeah. emotions and like it doesn't really seem like it's his thing that he does so i don't yeah. know why he was the one And doing i'll that. throw
0: a flag i'll throw a flag down now and just point out that I saw the movie I don't think this would be meaningful to you but I saw the movie Copland in the theater I don't know what Copland So is. I know that Stallone Co- Copland was like Scorsese or um S- Stallone's attempt to do kind of like a Scorsese level movie um and so I know that Stallone was taking some swings in the 90s where it's yeah. like, and I think he honestly got as close as he could have I mean you I know. think
1: it's like he was perfectly good in that Yes yeah, I think movie, it was eight, absolutely it, yeah. it just seemed like and I guess just just knowing him uh, as, like, a the quintessential, like, action movie actor, yeah. it seemed like a weird choice. But yeah,
0: because there's some depth. There's some emotional depth. Yeah, quality, yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, the big thing... There's to
1: some, like, recovering from past trauma.
0: Yeah, this, the big thing to talk about, I think, and it's the the, the thing that I remembered most, not just because it's redone very well in Ace Ventura 2. Um, the opening of Ace Ventura oh, 2 yeah. is a remake of the, se- the opening set piece of this movie, which is a really interesting choice. It's part of the emotional depth.
1: Yeah, well, you had asked... And do you want to
0: summarize it real quick? Just for people who haven't seen it. And the spoiler sh- alert. We're going to spoil Cliffhanger. Yeah, so but for, for yeah.
1: people who haven't seen it, it's kind of a lot... I mean, it's one of those, you know, like, uh, quick opening scenes, like when teenagers get eaten by a shark. Yeah. Kind of a... <laughs> yeah. That, it's,
0: sh- <laughs> it's showing you the danger of cliffs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're high up, Yeah, guys. they're so high up. <laughs> Did you know? Um, but, but, uh... So it's, for that type of scene, it felt kind of surprisingly long and surprisingly, like, emotionally, you know, there was, like, actual characters actually having real emotions and, Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, like, dialogue that made you feel like they were real people and things like that. But basically it's, like, um, these two people are on the top of a mountain and Stallone is free climbing up to them while other people just, like, wait off in a helicopter. Which
0: seems like bad communication. like, yeah. why
1: isn't Stallone in the helicopter just dropping down onto them? They
0: could, And also, like, why are, like... It's like, how bad are the communication? How bad is the helicopter being a helicopter? That, like, the same group of people got the same information, and the helicopter's making it up while Stallone's making it up. And well, and that, it like, seemed
1: like the helicopter... Well, I was... I'm maybe meant-
0: just nitpicking for comedic pr- purposes, but, I like, was also
1: maybe not paying attention, but it seemed like Stallone in the helicopter both got the news at the same time, and the helicopter, pe- oh, people were like, okay. I'm gonna go up to the helicopter, and Stallone was like, I'll meet you up there.
0: My lizard brain <laughs> processed that, that. No, I did mean, They were didn't... both responding to the same phenomenon <laughs> with their different means, and like, Stallone was sort of like, I'm gonna do my way, I hate helicopters. Like... I
1: mean, it's kind of how it seemed. It
0: seemed, yeah, but no. Yeah. Anyway,
1: so point being is, uh, the people are stranded up up at the top of this very precarious cliff, and um, Stallone gets up there to rescue them, and they get them onto the helicopter. But in the middle of getting them onto the helicopter, the the woman who's like the guy's wife mm-hmm. or something who also
0: like I don't like they're on like if if you watch the scene like the 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 piece of rock that there's rescuing them from is called the tower or something like that. Yeah,
1: that seemed like a
0: but it's also just terminology. Like, yeah, but it was also like this like. It's, like, this piece of rock that was, like, looked like it was 15 feet in diameter. It's
1: like, a tiny little Jutting triangle.
0: up. And they're just sitting on it, like, where it's, like, he, like, the the guy who brought her up there who's, like, um, has busted his knee. And then just this adorable 20-something woman who's dressed like a gymnastics coach. Um, I have no, I have no understanding of how they got up there.
1: Yeah, it was like, like, did an... they climb up there and then his knee went out? It wasn't, like, yeah. his knee went out mid-climb and then they settled down somewhere. It was like, and then they pushed past up to the very most precarious place they could possibly be.
0: They were at that point what I would describe as, as an, um, as an outsider, as a tippy top of a mountain. (laughs) It was... Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
0: I have no idea how they got up there. If you could,
1: like, draw tippy top on a piece of paper, that's what it looks like. And it looks like
0: a stork dropped them there. (laughs) So it's like. But they're being rescued. His knee apparently busted out when he was about to walk them down from the tippy top (laughs) of this mountain. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, But anyway, so
0: now. uh, Yeah. yeah. And
1: so in the middle of their. um, They're doing the thing where they have to hook onto a rope and then, like, hand by hand, pull themselves into this helicopter. Yeah. And in the middle of doing it, um, the. She, wife uh, who is or i don't know she's girl, uh, Wow,
0: look at you that's lovely i had some girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> i seemed like
1: a submitted <laughs> relationship
0: i think like the vibe i was getting they'd been dating for four weeks both uh,
1: look like they're 45 though
0: but i think like adult mountain climber four weeks is a lot, like <laughs> yeah, I think that it's like so. That's what we're both picking up on, like uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Point being is there's two people who are being rescued. One is a man, one is a woman. Yeah. in some sort of relationship, and the man is friends with Sylvester Sloan from way back. Yeah. And the woman is like
0: yeah. And so the guy, the outsider, I guess. The but. guy and the guy is Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. which we figured which out halfway through of the movie. Great. Movie. Yeah, but um, so he just hooks up and he just zips right along. He, he zips, zips right, right
1: over to the. The helicopter. The woman is not a climber. Yeah. Which, why... How did she even physically get up there if yeah. she wasn't a climber? But so she's not a climber. She's very scared. She's going very slowly. Yeah. And then in the middle...
0: And she, so before that, like, so this guy zips across, and then immediately it's clear that she's just doing it like a complete asshole. Like, it's not like a uh, I'm not a judgment against her, but it's like, like... He makes it look super easy, and then like she makes it just look like it's the hardest thing in the entire well, world. Well,
1: she's very scared. She's yeah. not a climber. She's no. not comfortable. And
0: I'm saying that this is a choice that the movie made. Like, the movie yeah. is very clearly... I like... mean, yeah,
1: it's it's communicating to us that she does not know what she's doing, she yeah. does not feel comfortable here, she doesn't want yeah. to be here. So anyway, in the middle of... like She's like, classically, halfway through, and somehow like, the metal... Yeah. like a buckle that is holding her onto this rope just splits in half.
0: This is the like question that I have. where it's sort of like this guy, the guy with the, the busted knee clips like what you think of as like a mountain climber thing like the thing that you like use a, to, to clip a water like bottle a to, to a messenger bag. You know, like that kind of mountain. it's
1: a carabiner but carabiner. I don't know if there's an different name for the bigger, fancier kinds.
0: But he just hooks that right on, and zips right across. Or Like, something really complicated happens with hers where it looks like a, a Jansport backpack gives yeah, birth. Yeah, well, like, she kind like, of like... she's
1: wearing, like, a, I think it's like a harness. Okay. I think the harness is hooked onto the rope, and then she's just hand-by- handing it, but the harness was actually securing her, and then there's... So like... she
0: falls, and she's holding onto the harness.
1: Yeah, so then, like, the buckle on her harness breaks, and then catches in, like, the carabiner loop, or whatever. Okay. And then she's, she's... Hol- dangling, holding onto the harness that she's now out of.
0: I gotcha. And the harness
1: is still like barely hanging onto the carabiner thing.
0: I gotcha. Um, so then it's a, very, uh, it's a very emotional scene with, F- with Sylvester Sele- there's some There's some it's discussion a- about how to handle this lady who's about to fall from a rope.
1: It's also a long yeah. scene where there's like lots of close-up yeah. shots. You really feel the emotion.
0: And I do think it is a nice it's, I think it's a good idea to do like a big, tense set piece um,
1: Be like this is what the movie's like.
0: I think that's so smart. Um, there's some discussion about what to do about it, so that's just Sloan kind of cowboys it and just goes out and then, like, um runs
1: out there to try to help her. Yeah, the thing breaks, he grabs her just as she's falling and they're holding, you know, yeah. classic movie style.
0: Yeah, he's he says explicitly, a kind of an over promise, you're not gonna die. And and, she,
1: yeah, and she, very realistically and scaredly, is like, I don't want to die, do not drop me, yeah. don't let me Which, fall. And the, the husband, or whoever, is like, don't let her fall, yeah. Sylvester Stallone. And it really
0: is, like, you want to kind of be like, this is so kind of melodramatic. But the, I think, like, the thing that really sold it is the performance of the actor, who's about to fall, is she's really just sounding yeah, like... Yeah, just
1: genuinely, like, like, she's just now realized that her death is a possibility and it yeah. is happening soon.
0: It's really awful. It's, like, genuinely, like...
1: Really, yeah. Yeah, so Genuinely it's like, uh, emotional. So,
0: hats off the cliffhanger. Like, it's genuinely awful to watch. And then, yeah. it,
1: then she, spoiler alert, she falls and dies. Yeah,
0: she's gone. And
1: yeah. she falls, and then it's just, like, a close-up of her face as she's falling yeah. for a long time. And it's you're just sp- like, oh, God, that would be so horrible. It's a
0: specific choice. And, um... So here's here's the thing too, and we're we're gonna like we won't talk this granularly about the whole movie. Spent a
1: lot of time in this one scene, but I
0: think it's I think it's an important scene for this movie, and uh, we were talking about it in terms of what kind of beginning of of this. Is this for a story? Yeah. And this, like,
1: why did they choose to show this as their opening scene? Yeah,
0: and this ties back to one of our favorite podcasts, which is Script Notes. Script Notes. and John
1: August and Craig Mazin. Yeah. Great.
0: Great screenwriters. And um, I believe, it. I think that the the four beginnings that Craig Mazin, these are like, kind of like, Craig Mazin owns them as like, these are the four beginnings that he thinks are common. Or is it both of them? Is the, I
1: have no idea. They, they talk about it on a podcast as yeah, like, yeah. generally speaking, yeah, so movies just, usually have one of these so four types. So just
0: whizzing by these, I think the the four that they suggest are one is um, youth, so yeah, um, childhood, childhood. So you start with kind of like, and the idea here is you start kind of out of the time of the main story frame, and then you say like you know. Either they've always been like this, or they weren't always like this, or you show a defining trauma or something like that, so that's one. Yeah, so
1: like a quick thing, and then it it cuts to present day. Yeah.
0: Now The common one is a rut, so you show your main character, like, slapping the alarm clock, being like, this again.
1: Right. The classic, like, overused example is they the alarm clock goes off, and they wake up, and you just see them go about their daily routine, and it's like... Their normal daily routine, like, every single day is the same. And then something crazy happens.
0: Yeah. Another uh, big one is um, mid-crisis. So this is, like, often in lit called, like, in media res. So it's like you start kind of, like, maybe almost on top of the inciting incident. Yeah, what uh,
1: would be a good example for that one?
0: I think the good... Well, people always use Saving Private Ryan, but they forget yeah. that it begins with the weird cemetery scene with...
1: Oh, well, I don't remember that. Yeah, no, but I like... just remember the beach But scene.
0: if you... The way people remember um, it is just with the D-Day scene. So it's yeah. like you're starting with like...
1: Like, here is the problem, we are in the middle of the problem. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So the, And then I can't... What is the fourth one? Oh no, I got it, I got it. The fourth one is... We looked it up, I got it. Um, <laughs> the fourth beginning is um, a new beginning. So this is like, you begin with a graduation. Right, a, like a
1: change of life. Yeah, a like wedding. A, a big life yeah. event. Kind of like a birth.
0: Yeah, and and Mason and August both point out on script notes these. This is not definitive. There's tons of beginnings, but these are the common ones to kind yeah. of group them and think about them. Um, so, what do you think that this the set piece with is?
1: So, my thinking on this is that it is a type of um, childhood yeah scene where I, I completely w- agree. And I would I would um rephrase the childhood scene as like a formative past trauma. That you have to know in order to understand your character's motivation for the real story.
0: Absolutely. And I think the big tell is that it happens so far removed from the time frame of yeah. the present movie. It's
1: like something happens cut two years later. Yeah. But it's like we have to know that this very traumatic incident occurred to understand yeah. why he's acting the way he's acting. It would be weird to ha- to just start with him acting really distant and aloof. Because we'd be like, what's his problem? Yeah. And then if you were to try to, like, uh, fold it in through backstory, it wouldn't probably have the same emotional impact as, as it would with us living it through at the beginning.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Because it, it's weird, because they're all, like, adults in the set piece, and then they're adults later. Like, yeah, I
1: feel like the same thing, like, the childhood thing is, like...
0: It's, like, early trauma.
1: You Yeah, you don't show someone growing up, you're not showing like 18 years of life, mm-hmm. you're showing one traumatic incident.
0: So that's, that's one thing that I think, because there's a lot that we'll talk about this, I think, as we go more to clip pace for the rest of the movie, where it's a very bit, beat by beat, just Die Hard. And, um...
1: But slightly less interesting. Slightly
0: less, less interesting. But it is an interesting choice because, um, Die Hard, we don't get that.
1: Yeah, Die Hard just starts with, um, well, I guess that, that's an interesting
0: I kind of think it's more rut. Like, he's he's just yeah, it's himself. Yeah,
1: kind of like his normal, his regular life, where he's, like, kind yeah. of a jerk. Maybe,
0: I could see an argument. And, like, these, these borders are obviously, like, kind of, like, It's porous. kind of in media res. It could also be a new beginning, where it's sort of like he is going to this party.
1: True. Because um, it does start, and it starts for both of them before the yeah. terrorists come, right? Because we have a few scenes of her just hanging yeah. out at the party. And I
0: think the big difference is, just contrasting these two, it's sort of like, his trauma is his divorce. Yeah. And, like, this this wounded relationship he has with it with his... um, He's kind of yearning for reconciliation, whether he's admitting it or not. But we get that when everything's already kind of in play, which I think is yeah. maybe a more... Yeah,
1: where that's sort of, like, your... You're sort of folding in the backstory as you go. I
0: think, especially in film, I feel like that's maybe a neater way to do it, where it's we're just getting all of that character stuff from Bruce Willis's face and like how he's talking about his ex. And And I
1: think part of it is because, like, with Die Hard, it's like that's it's not like there was one incident that happened. That was clearly like a thing over years where it's gotten to a point and it's like just a situation now. Where, like, with Cliffhanger, there was like just one hour-long piece of time that, yeah. like, radically changed his future. So I Absolutely. think that's easier to do the single incident as an opening set piece. I see
0: what you're saying. So, yeah. So, um, so that is different. I have questions about whether or not um, the opening set piece actually pays off. I think it's a, a strong character move. I don't know if it's actually necessary, because it's sort of, like, the whole reason I would set up that story where it's sort of, like, he had this traumatic event trying to save a climber is that, like, I would expect the whole first act of the movie then to be like, Stallone being like, I can't climb, I can't do it anymore, yeah. I can't get high, like, I just, like...
1: Which, he, I mean, they do that a little bit, like, in that one conversation he has with the girl.
0: Yeah, it, it, we get the sense that he's just not hung out with his mountain buddies.
1: In a while. Yeah. <laughs> For whatever reason. Yeah, but yeah. then
0: as soon as, and, like, this, very much like Die Hard, this, this becomes a international heist movie. Yeah. Um, very disconnected from the mountain plot. I mean, like... Um,
1: yeah, no reason. It, it just happens to take place on a mountain for no reason. Yeah.
0: And to be fair, like, with Die Hard, it just happens to be that tower. Yeah. That, it,
1: yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, like, your starting coincidence yeah. or whatever.
0: So the thing is, like, there's some uh jerky look... Some guy who looks like a high school football coach who works for the Treasury Department. Like, he's trans- transferring these bills, these special bills and suitcases.
1: I feel like playing. that it's, like... That, that whole thing does not matter
0: at yeah, all. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm uh, picking up at your feedback. I'm going to stop summarizing <laughs> that. But, I, I, but basically, John Lithgow is stealing it. With with the with the cooperation of this high school football coach.
1: Yeah, basically there's like big vats of money. Yeah. That uh, they're trying to steal from an John Lithgow's trying to steal from an airplane and they fall out of the airplane and they fall into the mountains. Yeah.
0: So that's where you see our stories are growing together. Yeah. And um the one thing I'll say about John Lithgow, who's an American or he's is he's He's oh, a national yeah. treasure. He's an international treasure. Everybody loves him.
1: He's American, though,
0: right? Yeah, I think so.
1: Is he? I'm going to look up.
0: I don't up. know. Yeah, you look that up. Because he could be doing a Hugh he Laurie could... where he's doing either accent. And it's like...
1: No, he could... Well, judging from his accent work in this movie. Yeah, he he's not, not English. English. <laughs> yeah. So he's
0: doing the English accent. And that, <laughs> that's kind of my complaint is that he's wonderful. He's
1: doing an English accent for no reason. But
0: I feel like he, like... They... I feel like they were trying to make this so diehardy that they were just basically telling him, like, you need to be, like, a Gruber-type Violin. Which also
1: interesting, Gruber is English doing a German accent.
0: So that's probably Die Hard. But I feel like they're maybe I don't know maybe giving them too much credit. <laughs> they're maybe doing that transfer. It's yeah, sort that's of like from New York. Yeah, so like they're maybe doing that sort of math of being like, okay, so Rickman did a German accent. <laughs> he, you, an American, should do an English accent, yeah, and then like
1: everyone's doing the wrong. accent.
0: Everyone shift over a couple times to. to but the,
1: it's like it's like first of all, I mean I think. I don't know how, I honestly don't know how accurate uh, Rickman's German accent was, but I think the bigger thing is, like, well, uh, as Americans, we can't tell the difference between a <laughs> British accent and a German accent. We're very good at telling the difference between an American accent and a British accent. I still
0: feel confident that Rickman's perfect, but, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure he nailed it. Yeah, but, um, but, like, Lithgow, I just wish he, I kind of, like, I think that they were too self-conscious about it, and I wish... He's clearly having fun. He's clearly doing a lot. He is. he's just a great energy, but, like, I feel like he wasn't allowed to make any real choices here. And that, that might not be, I like... I feel
1: like he was trying to make one choice.
0: <laughs> Which, like...
1: Being British. <laughs> for no reason.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I, yeah, he was talking about Vegemite a lot. No, uh, that's, but, um... <laughs> that's Australia. <laughs> oh, it's that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, see, Americans do not know. <laughs> um, uh... The, I guess there's not a. it might not be that useful for us to, to recreate you never know yeah but I kind of wish that the point like, being
1: it was distracting yeah
0: I think Lithgow's great and I just wish that he had been allowed to do something weirder or more specific to him like
1: yeah it felt very like a bland thing yeah. to put like I don't know let's have him be British, I It guess. ended up
0: coming off a community theater Hans Gruber. Yeah. And, um... It
1: was, it was just... Dist- it was distracting to the point where it would have been better yeah. to just have him be regular American. Because every other person yeah. also was American yeah. and accent. And it didn't matter. And
0: he also did... And part of it was the writing, too, where he kind of went for some of these broad, expansive lines where he sort of, like, he killed somebody and it's sort of like, you kill one person, you're a murderer. You kill a million people, you're a conqueror. And it's sort of like... It's
1: like, what is that? Have like, to do with any of what uh, you're doing? Yeah,
0: none of what he was doing was political or. He was just
1: know. trying to steal like a million dollars. Yeah,
0: so it's sort of it's like, like a,
1: it's like a small crime, arguably. Yeah, in the scope of crime. So
0: him saying that there was sort of like you poop your pants at a party, you're a jerk. You poop a bunch, and you're a sewage treatment center, and it's sort of like, <laughs> Not yeah, no, that's exactly anything. it. No, that's exactly <laughs> what he said, and that's a good. Criticism. <laughs> So, so I agree with you that I did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was just, like, things like that where it's sort of, like, they were kind of going for that sort of, like, up-market villain. And yeah. I I think it was a little patched together. Yeah, so... The, that was tur- distracting. Yeah, it turns into a heist. Um, the um, they, uh, the heist yeah, goes so wrong, Sil- they crash Sylvester, in the mountains.
1: Sylvester Stallone and his, his buddy from the opening scene uh, with the dead wife... Uh-huh. Uh, or a girlfriend or whatever is um the gymnastic t- coach <laughs> sure the two of them now have to go up um to like rescue the crash survivors but the uh crash survivors are just these bad guys and there's like it's like John Lithgow and like four or five other people.
0: Yeah. They have a lot it's they have a lot of people. There's a
1: lot of people. And so basically just they meet up right away mm-hmm. and then the whole rest of the time is just like them trying to kill each other or get away from yeah. each other. Yeah, so
0: it's a little more complicated than Die Hard in that, like, um, his buddy who's from Guardians of the Galaxy is captured by the bad guys. Like, they send yeah, him... maybe baby Yondu. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think his name is Yondu. He's the blue <laughs> the blue guy with the mohawk. Um, so, the, yeah, like, we won't get into all the details, but, like, they get separated and so it's, like, and then Stallone is very much John McClaning at the entire time. Like, there's some almost embarrassing one-to ones with diehard where it's sort of like uh, John McLean doesn't have shoes so they take Stallone's coat um, John uh, John McLean writes ho 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 I have a machine gun and then uh, Stallone makes a snowman and writes on like a, a taunting message on a on some of their money yeah do you have something for that am does, I doing doing that justice
1: yeah I was just wondering if I'd written down what he did right.
0: Oh, he just like, wanna trade, I think he writes on one the dollars. So it's yeah. kind of like so which is very much like it's the same it's the I same exact a
1: cool version. Yeah.
0: It, it's the same exact beat in terms of like it's a power play written on a thing. Yeah. Um so things like that where it becomes very diehardy. Um and circling back to my earlier point of like the earlier trauma being a, a if it's supposed to be kind of like a um formative a formative experience for this character. Like when the bad guys are just sort of like um, when they uh, when they first tell Stallone like, "Hey, we need this crate of money up here. You climb up and get it," he just scoots right up that rock like like. Oh, and there's
1: a lot of long shots. Yeah, of just more of your favorite on him, and he's in a tank top for some reason. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's another thing too. Is like like temperature seems to be a thing about willpower.
1: He seems to be unaffected by cold weather. Yeah. at all. He's just.
0: Yeah, so it's unaffected right. by cold weather or the memory of killing this gymnastics coach. <laughs> and um, so just scooting up that right, mountain. Right, like
1: he says at the beginning that he like doesn't want to do any more climbing rescues. Yeah. But then as soon as one comes up, he just does it, no problem.
0: Yeah. And then so for the rest of it, it's pretty much just die hard. Um, one thought I had for the as the, as the rising action kind of was happening is that like, I sort of felt like Stallone's whole part was sort of, Extraneous, and that the villains were much more interesting. It kind of okay. would have been a better movie if it because there's a lot of infighting with a Treasury guy in Lithgow. Yeah, and I kind of was like, it would have been maybe more interesting to just see them degenerate. And
1: I think part of the difference too is in Die Hard, the um, you know Hans Gruber doesn't know who John McClane is until like halfway through the movie, where he he just knows he's being thwarted by somebody inside, yeah. and there's a lot of tension associated with that, where, like, uh, in this movie, they know right off the bat that Sylvester Stallone is the guy that they're chasing. And, like, yeah. he just, they're, like, they You're meet, right. And then Sylvester Stallone runs away, and they're chasing him. So there's no, yeah. no tension or questions. Like, they know exactly who they're going after and where he is. It's
0: a real, it's a real like, um that sort of elevator drop feeling once they realize who John McClane is in Die Hard. Yeah, Where it's, sort of like, it's,
1: a, like, it's like, such a source of tension. Yeah. And you can, you can kind of put yourself in Hans Gruber's situation and and be, like, worried about who this is.
0: Yeah. So, um. So yeah, I, I sort of, like, once we got kind of caught up in the drama of the bad guys, I was sort of, like, feeling like um, Stallone was just sort of, like, a, its own little... It almost felt like the B story. Um. But, uh, yeah, what are your I, thoughts on this part, the whole stretch of the movie? I'm, I'm glossing over a lot, but...
1: I there's a lot to gloss over. Because um, also, it's kind of like, it's almost like a buddy comedy. I mean, in that there's um, Sylvester Stallone and whoever Yandu's name is. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, is that from northern exposure lady? Sure. She's...
1: She's, I mean...
0: Yeah, she's, she's kind of there. She's but... like
1: Stallone's, like, other hand.
0: Yeah. Though we did appreciate, I think she does a great job... She's a good. She's a good. Um, I don't know, like kind of emotional tentpole for the movie, and she's also. Oh, we appreciated this that she is lovely the entire time without being sexualized.
1: Yeah, that's true. She's just like a regular person who's yeah, doing her absolutely. job. Absolutely,
0: she's part of. She's kind of the only thing that maintains any sort of continuity for Stallone's "I Dropped a Lady" story. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I like that she's um. She's very much a, um, she's not, uh, in distress, she's a moving part, she helps, and, and she's also not, she's, like, not there to be sexualized, which I, I appreciate that. Yeah,
1: and I think I'm just, I'm just basically, this is my compare and contrast paper on Die Hard versus Cliffhanger, is basically, like, uh, Die Hard is a little bit more, like, John McClane by himself versus bad guys. And this is a little bit more, like, it's Sylvester versus bad guys, but, like, also Sylvester's got his partner yeah. lady, and then also he's got his friend who's with the bad guys, and the friend is also thwarting yeah, the bad guys of, in, in his own right. It's kind of a like, mess. It's... Where it's just, it's not quite as neatly tied off yeah. as as Diane's. There's is. one
0: part, like, it, uh, like, again, well, I mean, we're spoiling all of it, but, like... During, no, we're supposed to. Yeah, during the climax, where it's sort of, like, Stallone is in a spot, and then the Yandu friend guy... Just runs into frame with a shotgun and just starts firing like firing wildly. We're sort of like, okay, yeah. Where it's like, it's too much to keep track of, and it kind of diminishes the dramatic tension.
1: Where I think, and I think at some point the bad guys in the movie say, "We don't need two guides." It's a, and at, yeah. the, at that point I was like you don't <laughs> yeah.
0: it's like almost like the screenwriters right. were, were writing to themselves like like it They're was
1: like, we don't maybe this yeah. is maybe too many people they
0: least. inserted a comment and like track changes and like it <laughs> <laughs> ended up getting into the script but yeah it was is a bit busy in that sense
1: yeah but yeah i mean solid solid it's kind of a generic action movie at that point you know yeah bad guys are chasing our hero our hero is like setting up I don't think he really is, but, you know. There's he He some...
0: tricks them a little bit. He puts a tracking device on a rabbit, which almost gets that rabbit murdered. Uh, <laughs> so just, uh, <laughs> FYI, uh, like, uh, Gabe Walker, which is Stallone's name in this movie, is... Gabe, which okay. is, this is also a movie. I'm proud of that. I did that because this is a movie you can like. You kind of suss out in the first five minutes. Like, I don't need to learn any of these people's names. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be relevant. Yeah. Like
1: they don't make it. They don't make it very clear. There's
0: never going to be like a deposition scene <laughs> where they're sort of like, "What did Walker say? What, what did he know, and when did he know it?" Like, uh, it's just it's going to be them running on mountains and tank tops. But um, <laughs> but um, so he almost gets the rabbit murdered. Um But yeah, and, and to be fair, like that's also like. I love action movies and like that's a big weak spot of the genre is the, the the last 20 minutes where it's just sort of like this lurching toward the bad guy getting murdered in a creative way yeah. um, so it's like it kind of fell apart there a little bit but um, but I thought there were some interesting like it reminded me a little bit of I think a, a much better version of the same movie is The River Wild with Meryl Streep Yeah. where it's sort of like it's a
1: yeah 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 where it's like a thriller and it's like our main character knows the terrain yeah. so much better than the bad guys that they're able to set yeah. up, you know, little traps.
0: And it's a fun cat and mouse. So it's like, I think that this is like, this is the River, river Wild for like the Mountain Dew crowd. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think that's actually a really good, yeah really good way of phrasing
0: it. I'm, refer- I'm revising it from Die Hard on a Mountain to the River <laughs> Wild for the Mountain Dew crowd. But yeah.
1: So story-wise... Let's talk. Oh yeah, about and I think how. But yeah, how does, did this work? Story wise how could it maybe have been better? Story-wise? And I'm really curious.
0: Does that beginning opening set piece of that youth beginning is it necessary? Because it's like I don't know if it ever's spe- like. I mean,
1: I feel like the what they're going for at least is that the main emotional arc of our main character is that he was traumatized by this horrible thing, and now he's going to redeem himself by because yeah. they have almost like a shot for shot
0: with Northern Exposure. Love interest,
1: right? So the he, so he has, he has his formative trauma, and then he has like a, a shot for shot remake of that formative trauma with his girlfriend or whoever she mm-hmm. is. Yeah, that's another him. point. They
0: don't really make it clear what their relationship is or how hard they dated. Yeah, I wanted some beats. Some... I wanted some stats on that dating.
1: There's some sort of thing happening between them, but so then he. I,
0: oh, sorry. Was one thing I forgot is like when establishing because it's like. She's just driving a helicopter. Yeah. When we first see her she, in the yeah,
1: like I wasn't even sure if she knew the other people involved. She, <laughs> she just seemed just like, like the helicopter
0: pilot on call. Yeah. Like the Which, lady dies and she's like, "Well, you guys had me for the whole afternoon. Like, do right, you need me for?" Yeah. Thought.
1: And then the next scene she's in, she's just like, "I don't know if we can Dark, ever go yeah. back to how we how we were before."
0: And the observation I had is, she kind of talks in that scene where Sylvester Sloan comes back and she's furious because he left after the lady died and um.
1: Which was not clear. Yeah,
0: it was not clear what their situation was, and so we're kind of surprised to find out that she had feelings or that she had been disappointed by And that he
1: had, like, left.
0: And also, my observation was that she kind of talks to Stallone like he was a horse. Like, he, Stallone was kind of, like, looking off in the middle distance, and she was kind of, like, being like... he
1: was trying to face act, and it's not his strong
0: suit. (laughs) But he's looking off in the middle distance, and she's sort of like, I... She's just, like, whisper screaming, like, I understand you. And, uh...
1: She was like... I don't know whether I didn't know whether to hate you or to love you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just like it all struck me the way it's sort of like a very intense teenager talk to a horse. And um,
1: <laughs> she was also brushing a horse at the time. That's maybe, maybe that's, that's true.
0: She probably brought some of that energy into the scene. It's not my fault <laughs> that I just saw a horse and it was like, "Lone's got a horse-ish. And um, anyway, so that's my observation. But yeah, so I don't know story wise. Like, I guess we do.
1: So I mean, so I guess what I was trying to say was uh, the emotional arc for his character Mm -hmm. is supposed to be that he had this horrible thing where he lost somebody that he was trying to save and now he's going to be in the same situation where he has to do the same thing over again but he's going to save her. And he's going to redeem himself and he's going to feel okay about everything.
0: And I think, I guess what, I guess the more load-bearing scene, more than just the set piece by itself, is sort of like that we get from the scene where he's talked to like he's a horse, um, is that... (laughs) his reaction to that trauma was rejecting his friends and going away from them. Yeah. So I think that um, the reason that like, think about in terms of story, the reason that Cliffhanger is happening to Gabe Walker. <laughs> famous protagonist Gabe Walker up there with Odysseus <laughs> in terms of protagonist names.
1: Recognizable protagonist names.
0: Just, just GW um, uh, is that he now has to face death and embrace his friends in the same general setting. Yeah. So that's right. Is that in terms of story, it feels a little loose.
1: Right. So it's like.
0: Maybe I don't, don't know.
1: not embrace your friends. Do embrace. Your
0: friends. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, yeah. It's like what is the theme anti theme? There is sort of like. I mean,
1: I mean, it's like I mean, I think that's that clearly is those are the broad strokes. It's just like, it's, it's the emotional bits aren't hit that hard throughout it's basically just like the beginning one and the end one are hit there's not a lot of uh progress through the middle so you're not really tracking his development it's not like oh he finally got there it was just like he wasn't there Uh, no he's there also
0: another big problem with that interpretation is the whole reason he's there is because he's go he's going to get northern exposure back which I'm going to learn this actor's name. Because she does a wonderful job the entire time. I'm just like, for the purposes of this podcast uh, and brevity, let's say that her first and last name are Northern and Exposure. Okay. Um, So he's already kind of going back to reconcile. He's going back. So it's yeah. kind of like, it kind of undercuts the theme that he's been distancing himself from these people because of the trauma. So it's a bit...
1: That's true, because he comes back... Before this thing with the mountain happens
0: yeah he's basically saying like why don't you also he's going he's like why don't you you and i just together fuck off and she's being like no i still have our friends so maybe that is the because he's saying like i came to get you so we could leave together
1: mm. is that why he came back
0: yeah which sort of seems like if you're gonna leave why don't why didn't you do that? Why didn't you run that by her why, the first yeah, time before why, you left? Like, uh, why didn't you
1: both go? I guess this
0: was before email. So it's like maybe that was a tough conversation. But <laughs> um, Okay, so final thoughts. Did you like Cliffhanger?
1: Yes. I mean, oh. overall, I'm glad that we watched it. And it's way better than I thought it was going to be or that I was afraid Good. that it was going to be.
0: Yeah, you were really worried when we started that it was just going to be absolutely nothing.
1: Yeah. No, it was, it was good. It was like, I love a good heist movie. And
0: to be fair, I was like, I didn't want to do the thing where I was sort of like, no, it's actually pretty good. And then it turns out, like, that it's just, like, especially rewatching things from, like, that many years ago, it could all just be, like, transgressive jokes that I don't remember. Like, um, but no, it was like, it was exactly as good as I remember. Like, it was no better, no worse. Um, like, it did not really age poorly. It was just exactly yeah. what it was.
1: No, it's just a, just a, just a standard heist movie yeah It's pretty standard
0: but anyway well thank you thank you for hanging out with us while we talk about this movie that we are losing our minds watching movies we wouldn't necessarily watch but I think we're glad that we watched this one
1: yeah I think it was a good good choice yeah I think no. it was good for this
0: no I think it was good and it's one of these movies where it's like I find this more and more when we're in this zone where it's sort of like there's movies that like I would never be like oh I can't wait to rewatch <laughs> Cliffhanger so um thanks for hanging with us and um yeah i think that's it are you anything else to add it's good no i think we had a good ending there and i just ruined it well anyway that's the podcast we're, <laughs> this is like 10 percent cabin fever and so we're gonna go uh, press our ears to the door and listen to the smoke detector uh <laughs> chirp but um anyway uh we love you guys